Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, it's Molly McAleer, and you are listening to Season 4 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Okay, guys, tonight we're doing, today we're doing, wherever you are, we're doing Killer Coach with Greg Lisi. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So Greg is a friend of mine that I've met mostly recently, but I've known him for a long time because I follow Tori Lisi, your wife, Healy Lisi. Do we do the hyphen? Okay, sorry. No, no, no. She made her middle name Healy. Okay. Okay. So what's your middle name? Oresti. Okay, so I'm not doing that. But, um, okay, so Tori was an intern at Hello Giggles when I was there. And I always loved Tori. And then I just, like, I don't know. And then, like, all of a sudden over time, she was growing up. I saw her getting into a relation with you. Then, like, you guys were more active, like, on my – I was seeing maybe more the algorithm was favoring y'all. Yeah. And I just got really into it. I got into you guys as a couple – and then y'all were into me as a creator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also Christina Lopez. Yeah, I think she introduced me to you. So hugely important. Christina yeah. Lopez. Mm-hmm. And um, now you're here. Yeah. So congratulations. You, you penetrated the um, very sacred, hard thing to get into, which is my life. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you. You're really funny, Greg. Um, I... <laughs> I'm really excited and nervous to do this movie with you because it's so campy, but also like very heavy. Yeah. It's intense. Mm-hmm. It's called Killer Coach. This is, I think, our third swimming movie. Oh, really? We've done. Well, wait. So we did Lisa Rinna, that movie, Another Woman's Husband. Oh, and then we did um, Deep Blue Pool. What was that called with the two sisters? Sister uh, Ted Travelstead uh, pool episode. Um, deadly deadly pool, pool sisters. Let's just call it that. <laughs> and then we did. Um, oh my God, Sammy. The one well, the murder under the ocean thing. But then we did another swimming lesson movie in particular. Listen, they were all with me. I'll remember as we go throughout. But this is another swimming movie. This is actually our first. Um, movie with a black ingenue. We've never had an African-American woman or whatever she may be center of our movie ever, That's why I especially picked it. in a teen role. This is why you picked yeah. it, right? Yeah. You wanted to start a conversation. Yeah. Um, this movie like brought up a lot for me just in like terms of, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I'm realizing, you know, some problems I have always sensed sort of underlying in a lot of lifetime movies, um, this was a really difficult character for me to sympathize with throughout a lot of the movie and in a way that I've never not liked like the lead of a movie so much. And and I felt like that was the way that the writing was where she didn't. This woman has no friends. 
No. She has no <laughs> she friends. We have never, even the most unlikable character in every Lifetime movie has a friend who deals with her bullshit. I didn't think about that. That explains her boyfriend then. Oh, well, her boyfriend, I had a whole like internal narrative that I was really excited about at the beginning. And I'll like sort of get into okay. that with you. Like, we can do a little like fun role play stuff. But like, I thought that there was like a really interesting possible alternative with her boyfriend in the beginning. But the unfortunate thing about, unfortunate thing about Samantha is that she like stands really for nothing. She has no interests. She's resentful about her life, and also she has no friends and is really cruel to people, um, like the way she deals with the sort of stuff that most people brush off. And I would say, like, fuck. Like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, am I tone policing her? And I was like, nah, dog. Like, literally, she doesn't have one, like, at one point, she's nice to the ex-boyfriend, like, before she ruins his life and almost nearly puts him in the hospital forever. She has a lot going against her, too. Like, this is a bizarre world where she's overly sexualized. As a young woman, yeah. like, her age is never even no. brought into question. Too, yeah. Oh, my God. No, like, beyond the fact that, like, this would have been handled very differently. Like, if a girl was in any other Lifetime movie we have ever watched on this show, if she was 18, a.k.a. barely legal... Not only would have that been like the headline of the movie, but it would have been like at least brought up much more frequently. I didn't even find out she was legal until, I mean, forty-five minutes in. Do you? So we do find out. Yeah, they okay. laid they laid like that. groundwork for her being a decent person as well as a, a legal adult. Yeah. Like in halfway through the film, which I'm like, why? Now are you redeeming her as opposed to like, cause you've set her up to be this honorable character. Yeah. Except she's just destructive in every relationship. She's so rude. And mm-hmm. like, it just sucks because this actress is actually really exceptional. And she did something I really appreciate in this film, which is that she came in with a big performance, which is typically not like, the tone they go for most lifetime actresses act really like as if they're acting for a TV drama when they need to act more like they're acting for an action movie. And she really did that. Like she almost had like the comedic horror elements of it, which is why I was joking with this. I was like, this movie was brought to me by the mind of Jordan Peele, but actually like Julian Perlman, which is my, um, child, childhood pediatrician um like i just it was like it was like almost there like they were bringing some major things to the table but then like it was very much undercut by uh, like a lot of just real insensitivities in the writing and also depiction of this family this character by the time i was supposed to feel bad for her i was gone no yeah you know what other movie is like you know what we'll tell you about the redeeming quality of this character the third act like that's just like the dumb like that's not gonna solve the movie that's just gonna make me finally be like oh she's not a monster no and she's never supposed to be the villain yeah it's usually they would do it the reverse where they would tell you why they're not redeemable like escape at danamora did you watch that no no get into danamora but they're prisoners I'm and you're rooting for it. them to escape. Mm-hmm. And then you find out what they actually did and then you start rooting for them to be caught. Right. So it's, yeah. Right. And like, I don't, I, I don't like want her to, I don't want anything bad to happen to this girl. I just wish that the storytellers were on her side. Yeah. And yeah. 
Especially, I would like to know if this was like, because this is like an organic casting decision to me, where it's like, it felt very, I don't know, there was a few, I don't know, I just would like to know if this was cast purely, like just based on we need a lead, or if this was like tailored towards a black lead, because it felt very... I don't know. It was predatory and weird in a weird way. I didn't. Yeah. It didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I think everyone should go watch Killer Coach and um, let me know what you feel. Now, this said, no hate to anyone involved because this uh, making a movie is an exciting opportunity for everyone. Absolutely, as it is lucrative, fabulous. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of there was a lot of different stuff in this movie than I've seen. And many others on Lifetime, and that it also was like no one, like no one was like super dumb. Like everyone really came to the table with like a full deck. Even Lucas, who we'll get to him. I have theories, but everyone came with a full deck. Now, in terms of your question about why was this killer coach, he doesn't wind up killing anyone. Yeah, right? it was really bitter and salty about so lifetime has been doing like deadly blank killed at blank like something at 17 killer blank like they like to fill in these like series so basically it's less about what the movie's about and more about what sounds the coolest it's kind of like how they would title like rl stein books back in the day just gonna yeah. I was, was that literally say, what you were thinking? It really was. Right. Where it's like, we got to like fit it into this like mini series that we're doing. Is it? I don't, you know. Yeah. There was one, by the way, I would love if anyone could tell me this. I was a babysitter's club girl through and through. But there was this one Sweet Valley High Christmas mysteries book that I had where it was like one of the sisters went into her dream and she was like a fucking unicorn. Um, and it was very good. Um, so if anyone remembers what that one Sweet Valley High book is, I would really, I would really like to reread it. Um, cause I remember it being very good, uh, especially for characters that I didn't really attach myself to. So, um, I will say our lead is Javicia Leslie. It's a well, beautiful name. Yeah. Learn it now because... Yep. Oh, she's on a show called God Friended Me. Oh, is she? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Do you know God Friended Me? That's a CBS show. Oh, is it really? (laughs) I was like, that's fucking tight. It must be Canadian. God Friended Me. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know if it got renewed, but it's a you know it's a network show. Then and she's fucking killing it. She is really beautiful and familiar looking, I will say. She actually is very like haunting in certain scenes like she really channeled it and she also yeah she had good attitude like everything was like above a little bit of what she would ever see this was only her uh second role ever and it was her first like full movie she had only done a short before it Wow! so we're catching our girl at the beginning that's pretty impressive um the mom whose name is gina i never really like even bothered to learn her name was gina i just called her coach mom yeah. In my notes. She was in um, the Lethal Weapon show. Oh, okay. American Crime Story. She played um, Dale Cochran. Oh, she's his wife. That's pretty big. That um, is pretty big. She was great. She was on Bad Teacher, the series. Um, are we there Short yet? Lived. She's done a lot of her girlfriends she was on. Wow. Um, 
like, wow, that just like kind of goes to show like how many, how much talent you can bring to the table when you cast just not just fucking white girls <laughs> that did two episodes of something, you Is know? Is that what they usually are? Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Like, usually I'm like, wow, she went on to do great things, such as four episodes of Lost. Like, it's really, like, this is a much more formidable uh, situation here. Then we have Tom Madden, our hottie. Oh, of course. Theories on him. Um, He was on Scream, the TV show. He was also Mm -hmm. on Famous in Love, starring Bella Thorne. Okay. Um, Famous in a Lifetime family. He was also on a TV series called Lifetime. Did 13 Reasons Why. Um, yeah. yeah right before right. Scream, the TV series, he did Killer Coach. That actually might be why I know him. Is because I remember when Scream, the TV series came out, I was like, what are you doing in my franchise? Like, let yeah. me see who they are. Yeah. And, like, he was a cutie. He's hot. And I have theories about, like, why... I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if you're going to pull a con and you're that hot... Like, I've got ideas for him. <laughs> Business moves. That you know top, what I'm talking about? Top you know, assistant swim coach. You gotta hustle, hustle. Yeah, yeah. So, let's do Killer Coach. So, we're gonna open on an eerie shot of this young girl drowning, it seems, in yeah, water. It does seem that I don't way. know. Are you, an, are you a water baby? I love the water. I like, I am a fish. I, when I get into that water, I just wanna stay. I don't, did, when you stayed in a hotel room, were you like waking up your parents being like, when can we go in the pool? When can we go yeah, in the pool? Yeah. That is like the best. I love swimming. So I was a swimmer myself. I have like insight on that. I bet it's probably come up every single time we've done swimming on this podcast. Um, but anyways. What, what do you think scarier, an ocean or a pool? Mm, a pool. Me too. Yeah. 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 A lot of yeah. people don't think so. Yeah. It's also because it's like slippery. The ocean's not slippery. No. Um. Like, the ocean's also, like, it's more up to you. Like, a pool is, like, a lot. It's a very, well, it's poisoned Mm -hmm. by nature. Yes. No one wants to swallow any sort of water. Mm -mm. I don't know. One time I accidentally drank lake water in New Hampshire and I got really sick. Oh. So I would probably say lakes. But yeah, I've yeah. also lakes had a lot scary. of fun yeah, yeah. swimming in if a lake. If we're going to put in all bodies, lakes would yeah. probably be scary. I yeah. do love a lake, though. I love, yeah. I mean, I'm a New England baby. Like, throw me in a water. My Nana literally taught me how to swim by paying a man to throw me into deep into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would win, like, a little lobster lollipop if I... It was like, and it wasn't even those good lollipops. It was like that, like, sh- that, like, sugar... Just like it was just that sugar, that simple syrup lollipop. Hey, man, to throw you. Yeah, he was a big fat man with a mustache. I I feel like his name was like, I feel like we called him O'Brien or something, or like that was his name. It was something like that. But he was a big fat man who threw us deep into the ocean. And I remember my grandmother like surprised me one time with like a chocolate smiley face. Like it was a hard chocolate (laughs) clearly i was about the snacks the motivation but when you're four no three and a half four being thrown deep into the ocean with kids older you know i think i did better than i gave myself credit for in that class i mean a current could have just swept you away (laughs) 
I mean, there is that. Like, I, I absolutely floated two beaches over one day. Yeah. And everyone I, I, left and didn't know I was there. Oh. I got lost on the seaside. <laughs> And then I ran up to the shore, and I, and I was like, ah. Where, and I saw a lady I vaguely knew. And, like, the lady was like, oh, are you a McAleer? Because, like, I have the same eyes as, like, my family. And she was like, okay, we'll take you home. And, like, she walked me home. My family was like, oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, I would say maybe. Oh, my God, Molly. I would say maybe three of the adults like I would say maybe probably two of the teenagers were sent down to look for me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was five and I like took off on the alligator, you know, the alligator rafts. Yeah, like the fl- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are gone now. Best rafts. Everyone's concentrated on the swan. Uh, Bring me back no. to the alligator. Just a nice, simple, flat. Creature. Yeah. So I got lost in the ocean um, and so I'm there, not afraid of it. Were there jetties? Yeah, there was a jetty, but, like, the jetty was closer to my cousin's house. The jetty was, like, basically 12 blocks over from my house. Okay. And there was a beach every three. This yeah. is so... I grew up in, like, Marshfield, Duxbury, which is different from the Cape because we're, like, right above Plymouth. I fucking love... I'm so happy that was my beach town because it was, like, very ritzy and also very, like just like low-key full-time families that live there. It was great. A lot of great people summered in Marshfield. Cape Cod, no shade. Like, my mom and stepdad got a house there when I graduated, but I had no connection to Cape Cod whatsoever. It's a fine place to visit. I had a high school boyfriend that I asked in um, Orleans. Like, it just... Never that same connection for me. I love... I love where I, I... and by the way, if that sounds rich, you guys in Massachusetts, like you can live in like a southy dumpster and still find a way to <laughs> summer in Cape Cod. So like, it's not. It's just kind of what you do because you only get two months a year to have fun sure, where sure. I'm from. So hey, I, I'd did like you shore a, it? Yeah, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Long Beach Island, you New do Jersey. The, oh, yeah. Long Beach. Okay, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. Yes. Oh. Yeah, that's where a lot of my friends lived when we gra- when they graduated college. Oh, really? Wait, I think Long Beach. Uh, no, Long Beach probably, City. Uh, it was Ocean part of, City, or probably um, Seattle City or. It was the one where like the Pepsi sign, like you could stare right past that into like the Manhattan skyline. Sammy oh, wants to kill herself. I don't know uh, what that one is. Long Beach Island's further south than a lot of like the traditional Jersey Shore, like Poly D yeah. spots that you'd go to. Yeah. I only went two days to Jersey Shore, didn't connect, but I know that like that must be <laughs> fabulous. Better. Well, no, like people, there are people in New York who like swear by Coney Island. Yeah. And I'm like, if that's your beach, Take it, doggy. Mm-hmm. And I know that there must be... There's always nice beaches north or south of any chaotic beach you go to. Yeah, rep your dune. Yeah, rep your dune, yeah. homie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. So, let's go into Killer Coach. So, we open on this eerie shot. Blah, blah, blah. She's, like, doing this floaty thing in the water. Um, start talking about my high school swimming experience. No one needs to see that. So, let's play this confrontation right here with her coach to get the dynamic uh, going a little bit. Um, we're going to learn more about why this coach is yelling at her so intensely in a moment. 29 seconds to 2 minutes and 45 seconds. 2.15. That's short. Most swimmers can't even do a minute. Well, you're not most swimmers. Condition yourself to take less breaths, faster your time. Laps. Give me a sec. No, nobody's going to give you a second in the middle of the heat. The trials are in four weeks, and you're not even close. Let's go. 
Lamps. Now. Tracy and Emily, let's do this. Lock. Wow, she actually remembered there's someone else on the team. All right. Are we ready? And... Hell yeah. I, want, I kind of wanted to play this for this song. What is this? It's like kind of like a Nickelback, like, I feel tortured. Go! Come on! Go, go! Out! Out! You should have beaten her up by half a length. You're going to be embarrassed. Emily's actually a great swimmer. Maybe you should give her some credit instead of always cutting me down. Major endorsement, thing. Great doesn't get you on the podium. Great doesn't get you gold. Flawless, that might get you a shot. Is that what got you bronze? You think my bronze was a failure? Obviously you do. This is your one shot, Samantha. And it's my job to help you realize that. Now there's going to be scouts at the trials. And members of the selection committee. So I need you to focus. Focus? Yes. I come here every night. You tell me what to eat, when to sleep, what to, what to do. You push me harder than anybody else. Because you have more talent than anyone else. Thanks, mm. Mom. Emily didn't no, no, like no. that. Here, I'm coach. You're always coach. a nice meditation she does where she sort of like faux drowns herself I enjoy it I actually like I can relate to that I just don't well first of all none of this unponytailed hair in the pool is remotely practical no and her hair looks remarkably healthy for a chlorine 100 percent. and like well here's the other deal too is that they're popping these bathing caps on and off like that's like a casual affair when in reality everyone you have to condition your hair profusely and then put the cap on over it to protect your hair like it's a whole process when you're swimming swimming in chlorine every day now i want to point out some things that i related to okay one every day fucking every day for swimming it's not a joke man like that was some shit like it was like oh god I like look back on it now and I'm like I'm glad I did that because I was like so young but like oh my god like my body hurt every day swimming's definitely the hardest exercise it's the hardest and I and then I was like you know what like I'm gonna fucking prove a point. Like, uh, like I was like, I like wanted to like make up for the fact that I wasn't like the best on my team. So I was like, I'm gonna do the hardest event. So I did distance. That was stupid. Strictish diet is true. Just mostly in that like you have to be one swimming makes you voracious. You can eat whatever you want, okay. But it's also easy to like develop really bad eating habits when you're like working out as an athlete because people just are like well then I can cancel that out especially when you're a growing kid but I mean like just eat whatever you want like blah 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 no you have to stick on a pretty lean diet that is true a lot of protein etc number one bananas you will never find anything more important in your life for me as a swimmer than potassium I was fucking eating like six bananas a day. Yeah. Like it just was like made for me. That was the difference. Yeah. I wasn't like a super athletic person in like the 
you have to make a lot of like, oh my God, I can, I still will get it in my foot like from time to time. That exists in me. Um, and then also, you got to cover your hair and conditioner before every single practice. It's like a whole thing. Go get your hair wet, covered in conditioner. I have some fun swim team stories, but those I'll get into How later. How old were you on those swim, these swim team All years? of high school. And so, so did no, you... I guess I would start like, I started in like middle school. I did like the YMCA swim team, and then I like went onto my high school swim team. Right. My, my memories of our high school swim team is I would just see these miserable, wet kids outside waiting for their parents to pick them up. Right. Is, yeah, well, we were lucky because we had to practice at the – we were lucky because we had to practice at the vocational school. But they were the one that had, like, the big indoor pool. And yeah. the boys would practice before us. Even though their our seasons, like, crossed slightly, like, the boys – women were winter, I think, and the boys were spring. Yeah, the win- Yeah, and it would be winter – yeah, and they'd come home and for some, or they'd drop them back oh, off at we'd the school be from the pool. Fucking freezing! Yeah, and they wouldn't let you in the building, I guess. So everyone's just waiting for their parents. To yeah, and it was like awful because we carpooled, and so it was always like terrible to just like be wet and cold in someone's parents' van. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I remember also like someone questioning my discipline um, because I I took a babysitting job and I didn't go to a practice. Um, oh, justified them. And and um, my mom was like fine with this because I babysat this family like all the time. And also like it wasn't like I was going to like fucking I wasn't going to be a bronze medalist in the Olympics. Like we all knew that about not me. Not with that gig. No. No. So not with that yeah, attitude. Yeah. So no. But I really. So I. My friend said to me, she was like, you know, Molly's, my mom said something like Molly, or no, her mom said something like, oh, my mom said with like Molly's commitment, I don't know, she said I lacked commitment to the team or something, and I think it was like second semester senior year, my mom was like, yeah, she's like, fuck you, and also if (laughs) her mom has anything to say to me, and I was like, also like, whoa, what were we going to do? Like, I don't know. Listen, don't fucking question. I didn't care about swim team, but I did it. <laughs> okay. So, um, Samantha's approached by a bunch of guys, um, a bunch of school hotties and they really do look like, um, did you ever see the Kirsten Dunst, um, movie, um, girls just want to have fun was one of the titles for it, but they had the, um, Flat Critters. No. It was like a gang that lived in town called Flat Critters. You know what I'm talking about? It's a great movie. Um, but they look like Flat Critters, which is okay. just like kind of like bad um, version of like the Jets or something. Yeah. So yeah. they come up and they're like fucking losers. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? What do you do all weekend? I'd love to know. And like this is the beginning of me realizing that she's constantly sexualized by everyone, whether she wants it or not. And whether or not there are other people that are interested in them. That was noteworthy to me. Because mad girls at school want to fuck this loser, this floppy loser that comes up to her. But she's like, okay, this is great. So she goes, he goes, how do you spend your weekend, Samantha? It's one of the world's great unsolved mysteries. And she goes, (laughs) so is your breath. Okay? (laughs) Like, this is the beginning of like a little taste of Samantha. Like... She has two, like, very lame-ass comebacks, but, like, it's so, like, mystifying. It's like, what do you do with that? 
I mean, yeah. And is she, I'm looking right now, is that her bathing suit that she still has on or is that? I think it's a little bra. Okay. I think it's a bra moment. Her red. bathing, why are you looking at her um, lingerie? Do you want me to text Tori? Tori, Greg's looking at Tina. See, look, now I've sexualized her. Okay, so, no, and then also, I loved, I know she's a real G because she has one of her binders literally says math on the side of it. And, like, all the real students had that one-inch binder for each individual subject. Senior year, you kind of keep it fast and loose, maybe keep it all in one five ring. put what specific math you're in? Like, algebra two? That was the highest. No, because I'd be like, I, I know I'm a junior, okay, and I know what room to go to. Right. It's still fucking math. Sometimes people have fun with labels, right? But here we can start a fun run here. I think with her boyfriend. Sure. So, um, this guy walks up. I wrote here, if he's not her gay best friend, I will be crushed. He looks fucking cute, and his guy friend that he was with is dressed really well too. Okay, I really wanted him to be. I really, I don't know. Like, and he's not a disappointment. It's just, like, now that he's... I, I just, like, want better for this character. Because what we learn by the end of this is that he's not a, a person. And at first I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be this amazing redeeming arc where, like, he's able to, like, explain why he's been so attached to her identity. And we're going to, like, find out this amazing thing about him as she goes off and is soar into her own place in life. But no, like, this... Dud stays tied to this very mean girl. Let's do 310 to 350. Nothing. He grunted something I didn't understand. <laughs> well, in a few months, we'll be out of this cesspool of intellectual deficiency. Yes. Did you fill out the applications? I totally forgot. Wait, what? The deadline's in a few days. I know. I'll do it. I just have like six billion other deadlines I'm dealing with right now. We had a plan. Since we were 15, to go to college together. I would love to do that, that we art. have to get into the same university. Best friends. I know. Yeah? We'll be all right. I'll be do better. it. I'll fill them all out. I'll see you at lunch. There's no sizzle. None at all. I don't feel a sizzle at all between these two. First of all, he is so... Like, he almost looks like he's wearing, like, an opening ceremony moment. Like, he looks a little bit like MGK at the Kids' Choice Awards right now. I'm getting a little bit of, like, a Who's monochromatic. MGK? Machine Gun Kelly, sis. I still, yeah, I didn't clear it up. Do you me, not know? No. Machine Gun Kelly? Oh, Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, yeah. sorry. Did you sorry. watch The Dirt? No. Is that what it is, the movie with him? I watched it the other day. It's not bad. Okay. Um, I I, the guy that they cast as Nikki Six is gorgeous, but like he's giving me this guy in the movie, Lucas. Why stop? Is giving me a major fashion moment, and his friend had almost a little male, uh, like sort of like modified uh, Janelle Monae moment. It was almost like a deconstructed from her look moment. Yeah. And so when they walked up, I was like, "Wow! Like how fabulous! Like this is like a this is L.A. By the way, so." Basically, like, that whole scene, um, I think that this is a problem, that they're trying to go to college together. Yeah. I, I, I tried mean, to do that with my high school boyfriend. Oh, did you? Well, no, I just, like, kind of was just like, yeah. Like, I think I did. Okay. But, like, also, I don't think that would have ever happened. I just think that I was a very good student, and I had a lot of, like, good things going for me, like application wise and so 
my mom was like, let her like fucking bird brain try whatever she wants to do and like we'll deal with it later. Because like I surely like got convinced to go to like my family school. Yeah. Which by the way, I'm thrilled with. Yeah. But like you my boss in college. I would I like literally wouldn't have never wanted to go anywhere else. It was like I am that weird person that like really loved her college experience. Right there with you. Not defined by it. Where'd you go? Delaware. I like it's the best when you love college I don't understand I'm I feel bad for people that are like that's weird I'm not a person who loved high school I was yeah. a fucking like I was tortured in high school yeah college is just like where I found my I Venmoed $30 today to participate in a brunch next month to see my friends that's fine like have I Venmoed anyone to hang out $30 a month in advance in years no like ever never but I did because we're going to make a reservation. And you need the money up front? There's like 20 of us. And oh, so we okay. can't all fall on okay. one person. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's enough. a lot. Yeah. And like also, who knows? We're all artists. We could be flakes, you know? Yeah. None of us true. really are artists. But so. I have a quick um, anecdote about applying to the same school as one of your friends or girlfriends. My buddy Jerry applied to go to the same school as this girl he was basically in love with, but she didn't know, and they, like, made a deal, like, let's apply Like, early. Felicity. Oh, is that how... That's literally the pilot of Felicity. Okay, well, then, he's lived... He had lived that a long time ago, and um, they did early admission to Vanderbilt. Okay. He didn't particularly want to go there. He was going for her. He got in, she didn't, and it was early admission, so he had to go to Vanderbilt. Oh, whoa. That's yeah. actually not what happened in Felicity. Okay, good. Felicity was that she was like set to go to Stanford. And then like the guy that she she was also accepted into like what was supposed to be, I guess, NYU or Yale. NYU, I guess. And she at the last minute like changed her decision and showed up because her high school crush went to Yale or NYU. Oh. And that, and like at the time people were like, wow, what a brave girl. Like I rewatched that recently and I was like, honey, like she needed an intervention. Like um, there needed to be a medical intervention. Cause like at that point your um, interpretation of reality is so distorted. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jackie Johnson back in the day, she was like, when we were first talking about like podcast ideas, she was like, let's do something about Felicity. Like I'm loving Felicity. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm like, I'm also rewatching Felicity. And I was like, I'd love to do it with you. Cause I think Felicity is highly mentally ill. And I was <laughs> like, I would love to, I would love that podcast in which one of us is like very, into I was into it like when I first watched it as at fourteen. Yeah. But like I I was shocked when I rewatched it as an adult. There's a lot of shows like that. I yeah. think. What was, did you have? Have you ever like had a moment with a show? SVU doesn't hold up over the course of twenty years. You know, ten no. years or whatever. Do you have a show that like doesn't hold up for you that way? Um, Saved by the Bell. Yeah. I mean, that's like an obvious one, but I'm oh wait, like just because it's so like. Um, stereotype like they f- lean so heavily on stereotypes yeah, or just because yeah. you're not in high school anymore I think well I think I thought it was cool because I wasn't in high school yet and it was like aspirational yeah. and then once you go through it and it's kind of the mystique is gone mm. it's a little uh, it's a little different by the way to close the loop on Jerry he ended up loving Vanderbilt so it all worked out oh my god I thought like Jerry died like I literally thought that was the end of the story Jerry's great Jerry's great was he at the wedding Jerry's who I co-wrote the movie I 
Oh, is he your friend that lives in Austin? Yes. 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 Hi, Jerry. How yeah. are you? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry it didn't work out. Congratulations on Vanderbilt. And I'm <laughs> even more sorry that I interrupted your lovely friend, Greg, uh, to tell a story that it seemed like ended. Um, <laughs> but like, no, I'm dead serious. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was not listening. No, no, yeah. I was uh, being like I Felicity. Was I was being time. a real Felicity head. So we see this like idyllic suburban. Is that my using that word right? Idyllic suburban yeah. scene. That word's so hard. I love that word. I love that word idyllic too, but I sometimes use it when I mean ideal. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that they can be interchangeable, but then my therapist told me I used the word wrong. You can live your life by people just telling you things are wrong, and they're not. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely not going to stick my neck out one way or the other. Let's not go too hard on it. So this man's walking like a tiny little white dog. I just want to say it. The houses are really beautiful. The streets are lined with trees. We need to mention this. Just like this is an upper class area. This is like... Studio City? Like, nice it, Studio it, City? It felt like... No, um, yeah. No, like, Toluca Lake? Uh, maybe, but it's like they show a mountain range, and it's kind of up against the hill. Woodland Hills? Yeah, or I was even thinking, like, Encino, or... Yeah. It's nice. I don't know. So, she gets home. She's driving a used little Ford number, which I love. She has a nice little car, but it's not... They didn't give her an insane car, mm-hmm. which I like. Um, she gets home. There's trophies all over the walls when she walks in. And it's in a yeah. weird way. It actually, for me, I said it was giving me more insight on the idea of like a serial killer keeping a trophy. Because yeah. I was like, whoa, like you work really hard for a trophy. This is a symbolism of that being called that. And I said it seems like a lot of athletes have no lives because they pursue their sport in that way. The same way that when you get a trophy for killing a person, you know, you're probably... Wow. You did giving a lot of heavy lifting on this connection. I well, think. no, I just like was like feeling it because like to come home every to come home every day to like a Hall of Fame ceremony in your living room, like it's pretty ridiculous. They needed to invest in a trophy room, not an entryway. Same time, stash. is there anything more like unlikable than people who are like I keep my Oscar in my bathroom? That's pretty unlikable. I hate that. Yeah. And, like, people always say it. And I'm like, can we admit that we stopped thinking that was, like... Like, Julianne Moore said it once, like, 20 years ago or something. And, like, everyone's fucking wrote that so hard. And people do the picture with the Oscar on the top of the toilet. Like, if you actually keep it there, it's going to fall in someday. Right. Or even just, like... Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, keep that for your house guests. But... Yeah. You know, I don't know. I took a screenshot of the write-up for her mom's backstory. Thank you. If you... I love uh, that. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want me to... Yeah, I expect, yeah. It's it's pretty lengthy, but it's by the publication World News Today. World-class swimmer Gina Morgan wins bronze. In this weekend swim competition in Southern California, the 28-year-old Gina Morgan once again stunned the audience by winning bronze. Stunned the audience by winning bronze. I feel like I'm mostly in a sword and scale. Like, this is just <laughs> This is the amazing first bronze narration. medal for Morgan, but without a doubt, it will not be the last one. Her excellent technique that she learned and mastered from her father made her by far the fastest swimmer in the pool, 
where she ended under 36 seconds. But she did win bronze, just to be clear. So she was not the fastest swimmer in the pool. Why well, have notes on why she won bronze? Do you, or is there more? There, there's more, but I don't have to read them No, whole keep thing. going. Okay. A new record for her, Morgan began swimming as a young child, age six, and says it has changed and probably saved her life. It has always been a refugee for me. That's a typo in the article. Where I could target the whole world around me. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, not target. Forget the whole world around me. Morgan gives homage to her late father who teached her since she was little (laughs) and who has passed away two years ago due to illness. I know he has an eye on me and I want to make him proud. Those were her words that touched the audience at Challenge this weekend. Without any doubt, we are looking forward to hear what her success story will look like. Then at the end, it says, article by M. Reynolds. Interesting. So those are usually written by props, right? Yeah. I actually had to write a news article for Two Broke Girls that was never on screen, but it was just like printed on a piece of newsprint. I, yeah, I don't know if it was like a punishment because I was like, this is a, a multicam, so that will never be on screen. That is, that but, sounds very punishment like. But, but um, it was like a thing. And like, I will say that, like, you, I absolutely am shocked that they wrote that as coherently as they did. Because okay. usually it just, they start writing Latin, like two paragraphs yeah, yeah. in, you know? Um, but then her mom, after this, we see this article uh, taking in the glory of all of this award stuff, right? And you expect so much more to come from this later. She goes, I was expected to exceed your grandpa, so I understand the pressure. And I'm sorry, but I would not push you so hard if I didn't know you were exceptional. And Samantha says back to her, not being exceptional in this family isn't an option, which is a Macalier never fails. My mom would throw that in my face oh. when I was yeah, a Macalier never fails. Um, Is so, that when you had to take a... No, that was something different. We that was like... Okay. No, that wasn't the babysitting job. My mom my mom knew I was on to bigger and better things and that I was right staying with the Edwards family who I practically... Those were my... I called them my daughters. I raised those little girls from when they were two to when they were... Uh, the youngest was eight when I graduated. Wow. So they were my fucking baby girls. So... Um, mom says that she wants to show more attention to the other students so that she brought in an assistant coach to focus mostly on Samantha so that she can pay attention <laughs> to the other girls. So this is fucking firstly, like it's super questionable. Secondly, if I was a mom that really like, I know this is against all hiring practices, but if I was a mom that really wanted my daughter, my swim coach, her name was, Sharon, I think. And her daughter's name was Donna. And Sharon would crack Diet Cokes all day up in the wing. And Donna would come (laughs) down and just be like, get back in the fucking lane. Like, we were like, just like drill sergeants, man. Donna was drilling on us. So I think there was a nice situation going on there. That seemed like the way to go. No, she brings Lucas just to focus on her daughter. Now, I would want a Donna type to go after my daughter. I'd be like, put this like, just like, who knows? Who knew what Donna was? Literally, did she have a family? I don't know. Like, (laughs) I don't know what she did. I didn't know what Donna did. That was like, that's what you need as a coach. Yeah. A coach is someone who you're like, once you know too much, like, especially like if you ever had a coach 
One of my coaches, their uh, friend from high school was on Survivor. Oh. And that came up a lot. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, um, I need to be significantly less connected to your human relationships yeah. because I'm 12 years old. And now that I know you know someone from Survivor. Huge show then when you were 12. Yeah. yeah. And they'd be like, maybe the guy from Survivor will stop by a soccer practice. This is for soccer, which I blew at. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she gets a call from uh, Lucas. Uh, Lucas wants to help her fill out more applications. Lucas has a music-themed bedroom, um, which is cool. <laughs> He has a poster on the wall that's just a portion of piano keys, which I, is something I, I love in these movies. I wrote when that it's down like, too, yeah. literally, it's like, oh, like you have a poster of a baseball on your wall, like yeah. just in case you forget, baby, you love baseball. So she's like, I have other stuff I need to do tonight, but I'll see you later tonight. So she's at the pool that night, and there's some um, danger horror movie stuff going on. That's what I called it. She's mm-hmm. like walking down like basically a hall of showers, <laughs> like it's. It's scary. Like, what's behind that? Who's behind the shower curtain? And in my mind, it was like Lucas, like, with, like, a Yale application being like, guess what? I paid someone to take your AP for you. <laughs> like, it was going to be, like, literally just, like, Lucas popping up being like, hey, um, I applied you for more community service hours. Like, I just saw him, like, behind every curtain doing that. But that's not where this goes, unfortunately. I really wanted her to be haunted by him. And she hears a noise and she does the, hello? Hello? Now, do you, are you the type of person, do you do that when you hear a noise or are you extra quiet so you can hear additional noises and pick up on them? Yes. Like, so my friend Michael Tiberi uh, tweeted about this the other day. He's newly engaged. Congratulations, Michael. He tweeted like, who else like gets angry like when a person in a movie is like, hello? Like when they're in a dark room, I'm like, by the third hello, I lose my mind. Yeah. And it's true because I'm like, bitch, they're not going to say hi back. <laughs> like Wags doesn't come when I call his name. Like do I think some person is going to be like, yeah, hi, it's me. Um, yeah. Absolutely not. I would be quiet for more context clues. Mm-hmm. You? Same. Same. I would be deathly still. And then I'd kind of plot my escape options yeah and uh yeah go from i there. mean she's like a young girl so i was like you could probably like have these your body and get into one of those lockers yeah yeah i was like just stay in the locker till all the noises stop you could be there till dawn i don't care yeah <laughs> donna, that's better donna than dying yeah. yeah donna <laughs> um honey so she's doing her uh, suspension thing in the water that she does um, and all of a sudden there's a shadow over the side of the pool and we're like just completely disregarding what I wrote as even an elementary school student's knowledge of life safety in a pool jumps in and grabs her body. Now this is how people die. Okay. You ever heard the story of the two friends out in the frozen lake? One jumps in after the other, and they find their bodies hugging at the bottom of the frozen lake. And why? Because two people who are struggling in water will not be able to help each other out. That's why you bring in a life to, like, lifesaver device and keep your body as far away as possible from the other person because they will grab for you, and their dead weight will bring you down. I can bury barely carry wagon stuff down the stairs when he's dead waiting on me, let alone like a fucking huge ass man. So they're doing this like almost like this fucking 
playful choreography of like I'm fucking drowning to death just kidding no I am and like she doesn't know who this man is um doesn't but, he also put his hand over her mouth yeah there's like a little bit of like that like it's kind of like at first it's like is this attacking but then it's like it could be perceived as otherwise and they do a few things like that with it in this movie where I'm yeah. like am I supposed to believe that this is a ghost or like an implied sort of symptom of what else is going on or is this literally what's yeah, fucking I mean, they happening? They obviously want you to think it's an attack, but nobody trying to save someone would jump in and grab someone by the face. True. Yeah. And also like, especially a person that's doing this for a fucking living, but also mm-hmm. killing, killing her is no good to him either. So I also, yeah. So they have this like laugh and I wrote to myself, it's very fucking obvious that this is the hot new coach that mom hired. Right. Totally is. It's a meat cute. Bryce is like, oh, I might get a coffee after this. There's, he's still in his soaking wet clothes. I'm like, did you even put your phone on the side of the pool before you jumped in to save her? Like, they're in full. He's wearing like a black douchebag shirt when he gets in the pool. So he knows who she is right away. They get the coffee. He goes to her. This is great. He goes, um, he's like, is the coffee any good? She goes, well, it's hot. <laughs> and I wrote. What 17-year-old rich girl talks like this about yeah. coffee? Yeah. That's like something like literally on your third day of trying to like in a manhunt, if you're a detective, you say that to your like partner, like that's hot. Like that's or like if you're a single mom that's like working at a truck stop and some guy comes in, mm-hmm. and you're out of beans and so you're on some three-day-old grinds or some shit and they're like, yeah. is it good? You're like, well, it's hot. Who, what, where did she get this? I'll take it if I can get it sort of attitude. I don't know. Her mom, I guess. Uh, I, I just don't understand. So, anyways, play 919 to 1139. I personally think this is a nightmare scene, like, from beginning to end. Feel bad for Lucas. Also, um, like, every alarm bell is off for me right now. Want to grab a seat? <laughs> I don't want to be a third wheel. Ah, uh, Lucas won't mind. I owe you anyway. For saving my life. Coffee. So, you must be pretty good to meet my mom's approval. I was very good. (laughs) Why did you stop competing? I tore my Achilles playing pickup baseball. Ouch. How dare you have a life outside of swimming? Exactly. (laughs) Now, my dad competed in the Worlds, and he was president of the U.S. Swimming Association for a while. So, no pressure there. I loved swimming, but I didn't love it. Yeah. And then I got burnt out. And I wanted a life. Hmm, you're a mind reader. Your mom gave me a heads up. Look, the whole mom-daughter coaching thing, that's tough. So, I'll do what I can and try and create a little buffer. Thanks. You're welcome. Samantha? Lucas, hi. Uh, Lucas, this is Bryce. He's our new coach. Nice to meet you. So how long have you been here? Uh, just a little while. It's less sheet early. Lucas's incident outfit. at the pool. Yeah, she was always generous. <laughs> Do you want to sit down? Do you want to sit down? Oh, you know what? I should probably go. No, no, no. No, actually, I'm not feeling too well. This I'll is full-blown What's wrong? Heaven. Nothing. <laughs> nice to meet you, Bryce. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Lucas! 
Wow, that was embarrassing. I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't have put you in that position. You didn't. He's just acting insecure. He's, he's worried that things are going to change once we graduate. Look, from a guy's point of view, just keep reminding him he has nothing to worry about. I have to wake up early. Thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the rescue. <laughs> I'll see you later. Okay. So, um, Bryce is really hot, I will say. Um, he is too hot for, like, normal people, which is sending off some, like, warning bells for me in mm-hmm. every way. Like, I'd just be like, yeah. what are you doing here? Why don't you go to L.A.? Well, he, oh, he, I guess he is in L.A. But That's I'd be true. like, go, to, like, get a room with Tom Sandoval. <laughs> that would have worked out great for he, he would, Jax Taylor. This he is would probably Jax- start at pump, and then he'd work his way up to sir. Right. He's probably barback material. What if he got, like, a major job to, like, work for swimming social media in Florida and he had to move his whole family there? You don't understand. This is my dream job. Okay. I'm going to be tweeting for one of the biggest swimming teams in all of Florida. Okay? It's, like, a national Uh, level. Yeah. But here's the thing. So, she's also aged up a lot. So, it's, like, unclear how creepy this really is. But I will tell you, when I was 18... I was like, when I got to college, I was afraid of the seniors. Like, I thought the seniors were old men. Like, and then, like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, they're similar enough. Like, we all kind of conversate on the same level. But, like, you are so much younger than someone when you're 18. Bryce is, like, 25, right? Yeah. It seems. You always talk about how big the, like, knowledge, just life wisdom is. It's fucking crazy. It's predatory. Yeah. Year by year. Obviously. So um, anyway, so his face is like menacing, right? Mm-hmm. When she leaves. Don't love that. Um, the girls are thrilled to meet Bryce the next day. They're all horned up for it. By the way, can we just go back to Lucas? I want to ask you. There's a couple things I like. Yeah, I, I know you yeah. want to like tap. And by the way, just cut me off whenever you want to like no, chime no, in. Cause I have you thoughts have, about the pizza place. Craig has a fucking <laughs> gilded gold notebook here. It's the I don't, only empty one in the house. I don't want to. No, I mean, skin. it's beautiful. Like, and that said, I don't want to like cheapen your notes by like not. No, it does look it's like like it's a Tolkien notebook. No, I like that. <laughs> That's I actually like, Greg, had you not belittled that, like I would have actually been like, you know what? I'm going to be like, Greg, I'm going to go get, like, all black fucking notebooks with, like, gold pages. Mm, well, That's my aesthetic. I, uh, you want... I'll rip these pages out. No. Can start. <laughs> I can get my own notebook. I'm just saying, don't shut on your life. Don't be a Lucas, uh, you know? Lucas exactly. settled for so little. <laughs> Lucas is really... When we get to the end of this movie... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They gave Lucas no dignity. No. Okay, keep going. Nice guys really do finish last. <laughs> Lucas is way Okay, last. incel. Um, no, Lucas is an incel. Like, he will grow up to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so the pizza place. There are about, like, 30 pictures of pizza <laughs> on the wall. And as a general rule of thumb, if you're in an establishment and there's pictures of the food on the wall, unless it's Asian or Mediterranean... 
You leave. Right. You turn around and you get the hell out. That's it's right. It's pretty terrible. Oh, I love a little Mediterranean photo moment. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, I can see that feta, that well-grilled mm. Like, You can't fuck up a well-grilled chicken, a little cucumber salad. No. You can't fuck that up. No. I'm Yeah, I love Mediterranean. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Cool. So if it's not, if there's no language barrier and you know what the food looks like, also show me LA, pictures of it. Also, Italian, kind of get the fuck out in general. Uh, there's, you have to, I finally, I mean, it's taken me like 10 years, but I have right. spots now. Yeah, but, but hole yes. in the wall Italian, wherever right. this no, is. Right, no, you don't get that. No, you, you don't, don't get, get that. that. Where do you go? Well, I go to like Little Dom's. Right. Angelini's like really fancy, but Musso and Frank's. A little old school uh, Vito's Pizza. I also I think of all those places as just like restaurants. Like where do you have? Like, yeah, yeah. But like you're talking about, just go grab pizza. Just like fucking authentic. Like Giamella's. Like is that the sandwich place that's right by? Uh, yeah, that's the best sub place in I LA. Been, okay. Oh, it's fucking incredible, dude. Okay. That's that place is like real New York shit. Uh, the bread here is the problem. Yeah. The disease is in the bread. Yes. And that's really the foundation for the situation. It's actually a Really nice business analogy, you know, like yeah. when you when you start with shitty bread, mm-hmm. you know, how are you supposed to build on that? I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so do you have any more notes on a Lucas scene? No, other than she didn't even uh, make room for him to sit in the booth, which Did is you, just yes, so there's cold. That. And, and you know what? Also, bad on Bryce. Yeah, because he should have Even offered. if she, because you know what? She might have been in a panic, yeah. right? Who wants their boyfriend to walk in? catch you with a hottie swim coach that you think is just your teacher but come on he should have been very um she's uh, back off like i'm not a threat here come sit down yeah by all means my friend it's a pleasure to meet you let me kiss the ring yes i love that i love that in a friend now here's the other thing is that like oh why are we acting in this movie like text is both crucial and not crucial like if you're on your way over to this thing, text your boyfriend. Hey, I met my new swim coach. He's going to be joining us. You cannot then later tell us that she's able to like reach out to uh, what's his name, Brent, uh, Br- Bryce. Uh, come- Bryce. Yeah, that she's able to like like later be like Bryce. Like, what's up? Where are you? And he's like texting in real time. We're even like sometimes we're living in a world where there's no like real-time text messaging and i appreciate that in a lifetime movie because we keep consistent sure but you can't be like a pussy hound via text you know what i mean like where you're really hitting someone up and then that narrative doesn't exist so the girls are really excited to meet bryce the next day mom says like listen to everything that he has to say especially when it comes to breathing and they're like "Mm, i bet um and he's like samantha i realize now you know um when we were all like when you were there all like alone by yourself last night you're going harder than all these other girls you practice in a real way and she says um there's no distractions when you're there late at night and he says not supposed to be anyway okay so like they're basically like flirting on the floor in a way that anyone would notice yeah like blatant like blatant and like it's so on this level i'm like we're coming in dirty on this level yeah 
This is a a strong five, I'm going to tell you, in terms of logical conclusions already on this movie. Because, like, if I was that mom and I was hiring that hot guy, I wouldn't be like, one, concentrate on my daughter, and two, I would never be like, you know, I'm going to, like, kind of check out when they're talking poolside. So, um, and there's been no conversation about him having met her the night before or anything else. Okay. So, yes. um, this man is absolutely overtly trying to fuck her. As I said, um, one girl noticed it. It's Emily. She's Emily is like very pretty and young in this way that really highlights how young these girls actually are supposed to be. She looks definitely like still 21 sort mm-hmm. of, but these girls are 17 years old. Like, that is so young. And they're also swimmers. Swimmers are nerds. I had one girl on my team who looked like a fucking model, and then she went to Stanford or something, and I she's probably married to a Kushner. Like, I don't know what her deal is. Swimmers but she's, are usually really smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. My whole swim team, like, got into pretty good schools. But, like, just in terms of, like, we're, like, you're not, like, out here being, like, uh like, showing up dressy on the weekends. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, we're usually more like, if you're practicing five days a week, you're spending your one extra day a week that's not church, dancing in your friend's dad's bonus room to yeah. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you know? Like, that's like a good time. It's very Pen15, by yeah. the way. I don't know if good you, show. like, have been watching. Yeah. It's very too real. So in the locker room, Emily comes up to uh, Samantha and she's in her towel. And I literally wrote my notes here and then I deleted it for Sammy for the record. But also in my notes, I initially wrote like, say sorry to Tori on the podcast. I Tori, I'm sorry I made your husband watch a movie where teen girls frump around in towels, (laughs) like fucking talking about sexy older men. I apologize. It appeared very pornographic to me at the moment, and I felt guilty. I didn't like it. We watched it together. I'm not a Bryant. Like, I'm not going to hide something. Like, oh, Tori, she watched it. Yeah, we watched it So it was like a couple's thing. Okay, cool. So Samantha, (laughs) what did Tori think? Oh, like the well, she thinks the guy is super hot, and he's hot, right? And I, I was like, "Whoa, this like that." Th- this girl's ass is featured pretty prominently in pretty, a later pretty scene. Prominently. I was like, wow, that's a great ass, right? And, right. And also, here's the thing: is that she does not have a like a characteristic swimmer's body. No, not a swimmer's. Swimmers build. usually have fucking long ass, thin ass legs, and then like, well, Donna was like Donna and her mom. We're working with something. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? But like long skinny legs. Yeah. All swimmers have fucking legs. It's the truth. And like huge like lats and like yeah. shoulders. Yeah. She was. Oh, yeah. So that was my other thing is that my I could never do butterfly. I have no shoulders. I could never do any of that shit. Yeah. But none of these girls in this movie really have swimmers bodies, which is interesting because mm-hmm. like not that they should have to. This isn't fucking like black swan like not everyone has to assimilate to the style of the movie here but um it was interesting because it's a lot of body shots and then there's also a lot of technical swimming stuff here but then also they do some major stuff that like the entire last scene of this movie is completely non-eligible for this to be a movie ending right okay yeah so anyway let's play this scene right here um because i wrote when Emily comes up, what we're going to see is that this is like one of the first of many, many weird relationships that Samantha has in her life. Okay. She doesn't have any real friends. 
notice the way she talks to her friend during this scene and every scene thereafter. Because it's, I don't know, I find her so unlikable, but I don't, she's the teenage, I'm not supposed to feel like the teenage star of the Lifetime movie is unlikable, but they handled her so rudely. Let me know what you think, guys. 1226 to 1358. I'm trying to torture us. You already have the hots for him. He's our coach. And? Okay, I'm not an idiot. Good. I am. That's what your best set, isn't it? Add another to your list. That's like so rude. And her friend's not being great either, but it escalates very quickly. Then Coachy comes up. Hey. Hey. Good practice. Thanks. Your mom didn't seem too tough today. Yeah, that's because you're around. She's on her best behavior. Well, I'm glad that I can offer something to the table so far. Yeah. Hey, my mom doesn't think I'll be ready for trials. I can use some extra help. Okay. Yeah, maybe outside of regular practice. I come here almost every night. I'd like to, but there's a whole coach-athlete protocol thing that I've kind of got to be mindful of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean it like that, you know? <laughs> no, of course not. But I'll tell you what. Give me your number, and I'll text you a few videos I used to watch. Sammy. Right. Sammy's loving okay. it. <laughs> Samantha. Got you now. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'll see you soon. Okay. <laughs> Stupid. Why do you love that, Sammy? <laughs> Sammy just re- like react. I can't stop laughing. As when he hands her over the phone, he's like, "You know what? I could get in a lot of trouble for talking to you. Why don't you give me your number?" Like Sammy goes, mm. Mm. and then like I look up and she's like fucking cackling to herself. What's so funny, Sammy? Do you need? It's a very classic. Like, cool yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. It's also just like. <laughs> When we get later into this, when we see some of the mind games that this fool plays, he's a dangerous man. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, he's not, I don't know, like, he's not Ted Bundy smart, charming. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's, like, not very, like, I don't know. I think that he could have done better. Again, I'm going to say, like, if you guys are going to scam, I don't know. I'm having a hard time with Anna Delvey. Is that her name? The fucking girl that, like, stole, like, six grand or something and, like, got, like, a Nordstrom gift card. She's, like, known as the girl in New York right now. She's, like, going through this whole thing. She's, like, the Upper East Side scammer or something. They're calling her. I like that. She was, like, a grifter type, okay? okay? She's so entirely unimpressive to me. And it's, like, a lot of credit given to a person that kind of, like, okay, you're, like, a cute girl, you have a good story, and that, like, you were able to work up some, like, I'm rich, I'm from, like, family money, just the money's in hold right now or whatever. Basically, like, this girl, like, got, like, she's, I called her a vacation bug because, like, to me, that's what she is. It's, like, if you're really, really rich, she didn't really do anything to you. Yeah. Okay? Like, she's... Someone that she wasn't even like the hipster grifter where she like bankrupted guys that only had $600. Like this is someone who kind of scammed off the elite anyway. But like people now I guess she's getting like styled for court. 
Oh. Like she's in prison and they're bringing in, like she's not allowed to have stilettos because it's considered a safety hazard. But she's wearing like little chic black dresses every day and she's being styled. And it's like, you know what? I don't know what the fuck is going on here. But like she is not worthy of this coverage. No. She stole like maybe 16 at most. I think it was like the number six comes up for me. And I feel like it was like, 60, 16, or like six, but it wasn't six million. Yeah, it yeah. was like, right. And we're living in a time of Elizabeth Holmes. We are even living in the yesteryear of the Bling Ring, one of the most dynamic groups of like ragtag thieves you could ever imagine in this world. Again, I wrote in my tweet when I wrote about her, I was like, they're treating her like she's fucking Danny Ocean. Like, this is literally a vacation bug. She's someone that you pick up in the Hamptons that's, like, talking big talk about her family money. Like, this is basically for someone, for all intents and purposes, could be just, like, an alien in a human body for six months, and then, (laughs) like, it's a fucking carcass, right? That's it. That's all she could be. She's a mess. Come gone. They want like they wound up doing like full press on her, like full coverage. I don't understand why she's like trending. I think there's a bigger story here. I think, you know, she's already getting like a movie made about her. And what? I I part of my feeling is like the styling and everything else around her that's going into that is part of maybe like keeping the movie part of her relevant Mm. where it's like, she didn't steal that much. Maybe if she walks into court, maybe if we could do the suspect wore Louboutins with her, then we could like make something of this. Mm -hmm. But it was like a premature ejaculation sort of and optioning this like vacation bug. Yeah. I don't like, I would love to see it. Like, I feel like it could be like an Ingrid goes West style movie. I love that movie. But not a, um, Oh no, Ingrid Goes West yeah. is great. It's no, an no, indie, no, but it's yeah, an yeah, indie yeah, movie. Yeah, sure. Like I don't, I think they're going like full studio, like whole shebang, mo- like big deal movie. And I'm like, we've seen a simple favor, honey. Okay, we can't talk back from that. All right, we got to <laughs> right. go big heist. I need yeah. a big heist now. So, or you got a joy. You got to do a joy where it's like, hey, I'm just like creating a mop in my kitchen, okay? Like, but we're not doing that with six, like $60,000. It's so non-committal. Give me a crime or give me nothing. So, um, I wrote that she seems like very appropriately weirded out when he walks away, but it turns out she's just like embarrassed. Like, oh, I just played myself. Like, fucking didn't handle that well in front of my crush. Um, Again, I wrote here, this is where I can start to see, like, her bigger performance that is better than most Lifetime movie actresses, where she's sort of, like, acting in a real way in a moment that one would act, where I'd probably sit in my car and I would be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. after something like that. Um, Lucas is waiting for Sam at her locker, okay? Locker where she keeps her math binder. We're familiar. <laughs> Um, and he's like, I'm so sorry for leaving last night. I embarrassed you in front of your new swim coach, whatever. And then she's like, yeah, you did. And then he does this like, wow, you're being really brazen thing, which I appreciated from him. But like, it does imply that his initial apology was contingent on her also admitting guilt, which is fair. But still, Lucas, PA, passive aggressive. So she snaps at him and he's like, and she goes, you know what? You've been in crisis mode lately. Anytime anything's happening, you're coming to me, full-blown crisis. I don't need this in my life. I need space. And he's like, oh, you want to break up? That's what that means. And so all of a sudden, the two of them go from, like, having this, you know, sort of, like, 
by the binders, normal conversation, to the two of them are standing in the middle of the hall. It's like a fucking Sia music video where they're like (laughs) emotionally (laughs) arguing in middle of all these people. And some people are paying attention and some are not, which I love that for the direction of them where they're like, you know what? No, not everyone's going to turn around, but some people are certainly going to look. And I wrote here like, you know, at first, like she seemed very mature in her. That was a very mature statement. Like, you're coming to me in crisis mode. This isn't about me. I'm trying to move forward. What we later see with Samantha is that she's um, consistently not here for anyone in her life who needs anything. So I was like, I don't know. Like, then Lucas giving this huge reaction, surprising to me. I was like, he's making a scene. Maybe he's like, hey, everyone, I'm in a fucking heterosexual relationship, and I argue in the hallways with my girlfriend, too. Like, that's what I started to think. This is an overcompensation, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so now they've drawn a little bit of a crowd, um, but they, you know, they go apart. I guess I'm in my mind, that relationship was over. He's like, I'll fucking see you never. Like, it was a bad breakup. So that night she's at the pool again. She's cramming away on shortening those times. She's got to get them real down, okay? And by the way, this is another thing. No, she has no drag suit. So she's basically swimming in like her game day suit, which mm. you wouldn't do. You bless you. You um, save your game day suit for the bless you. You save your game day suit for the game, and then like this is. I mean, this is the suit that they wear. Like you would wear like three speedos if you're trying to take a second and a half off your time. Yeah, That's yeah. insane. And also resistance. maybe a bathing cap. I don't know. <laughs> so um, yeah. So. He's watch. Uh, he's watching her. The coach is watching her. He comes out and he um, tells her that her, he was watching her tape in his office and that her strokes are too short. Her breath work isn't great. Um, and she goes, "Well, what did you use to swim?" And he goes, "100 free, same as you." So um, she's very, very, very overtly flirty when she says, "Like, do you think you can beat me?" And he gets into the pool. They have yeah. a little race. Um, there's very like short race. a prodigy style beat going on in the mix. There, yes, I enjoyed it for them. It was like kind of like um, I was going to say, like on Project Runway when they were like during the final stretch when Tim was about to come in and say "Time's up," like it sounded like that music where it was like "Dan it, it." It's very yeah, good. Yeah. It's very good music. So they have a conversation one on one after the race, and he's like, "Why do you swim though?" And she's like, "You know what? It's like a part of me." And he's like, "What really drives you though?" And she's like, "Well." He goes, he goes, what makes you come out to the pool night after night when you'd be going out with your friends? And I wrote, I would like to point out that so far it's unclear whether or not this girl even fucking has friends. So there's that, right? Yeah. So then she says when she swims, it feels like the whole world goes away. The sound, the chaos. He asks her why she wants the world gone. And she says that it can be a sad, cruel, and unfriendly place. Yeah, when you're her boyfriend. Right? Ugh. And then um, he tells them, you know what, let's just, like, keep all this between us. They start to, like, get a little bit closer in the pool. He's like, you know, like, it's not too friendly. Let's just keep it between us. And then she's like, you know what, I thought we weren't allowed to, like, meet up after school. I thought that was per the agreement. And he says, no, it's fine if no one finds out. And so then they start to kiss in the pool. Um, Techno music cue for that. I just wrote, this is so fucking dumb and dangerous. That was like my gut reaction. It's a very passionate scene. The two of them, they're really going at it. Like it's been lingering between them for five years. Yes. Like this is the movie you see where it's like, 
we we were supposed to get together freshman year of college and then we graduated without ever doing anything and then we run into each other our first reunion back like it's really it's passionate sex between an adult and a like a fucking i don't know what is this man uh well he's an adult 25 yeah yeah i don't know so yeah, something like that anyway um he's been our coach for two days i wrote in my notes yeah it's important to remember that so back at home samantha's a little shell-shocked obviously but she's got some feelings going on it's all very crazy i think we've all been in that moment where we're like whoa what the fuck like i was so not expecting that that's a very fun feeling to have it's also terrifying so relate so she gets a text from him that's like 10 like colon parentheses emojis like he doesn't do an actual smiley just the which is the scariest thing he does in the entire movie you know there's some people that do that so consistent i'll do it like sometimes if i know i'm talking to someone that either i'm close with and it's just easier to do that and i'm like or i'm like they'll know i'm being truly genuine if i do it this way or if i'm like this is old school internet, and I don't know if the emoji will translate. But, like, would you ever just send it as, like, this is how you're starting your text conversation? No. and But yeah. I do know that there's people that do that, and I want to know why. Yeah. Like, could they not license emojis? Or is it possible that some people are conscious of maybe things being copy and pasted to web copy and pasted to websites like maybe 4chan that might not support emojis or like other places you know what i mean like why do people because there's smart people i know that still rely on those style of interesting you know yeah anyway i have bigger questions but (laughs) i think the the bottom line is is that a lot of people do it just to seem more um down to earth it's like a fake signaling you know what i mean yeah like, when I see a, a person who's my age or younger who does that, I'm like, you're signaling to me a purity that doesn't exist. <laughs> you have a fucking emoji keyboard. Right. So, anyway, um, she starts to write something to him. She's like, I really... And then before she can even finish that thought, she gets a call from Lucas. This hurts for her, which is interesting to know, because I was, like, very surprised that she could have a feeling about someone that wasn't selfish. At this point in the movie. Right. Like, I think that she genuinely felt for Lucas, which I didn't know she was capable of after that argument. I think a normal person would have been like, babe, can we de-escalate? Like, do you want to, like, go over here and mm-hmm. to one of the many, many hallways that exist in every high school in America? Yeah. Um Okay, so Samantha's now swimming like a new woman. Um, Her times are incredible. Um, She finishes up a race and he's like, that's my girl. And she gets this kind of look on her face and she's like, shit. Okay, but I can't tell what it is. If it's like, this looks different by the light of day. Mm -hmm. Like, which is how it read to me. Yeah. Which is like, this is far less sexy when I'm a high schooler and my mom's right there. And like, also like, your oldness is showing in the window light, you know? Yeah, and just the, yeah, he put some, he put some meaning behind that my girl. And I think it really got her like, this is moving too fast now. But you would think a high school student would like that. And that's why I'm like, they're playing with like her, like self-possession sort of, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, But anyway... Uh, okay, so after practice, she knocks on his office door. Let's play 2022 to 2543. Hey. Hey there. 
Wow. I know, right? <laughs> My head is still spinning. Look, I just, I, I wanted... I can't stop thinking about it. Me too. I've never done anything like that. Ever. I'm a little freaked out right now, you know? I've never done that before either. I swear. <laughs> You're not going to come clean to your mom about this, are you? No, no. No, trust me. Um, it's just that I, I feel a little guilty, you know, about Lucas and my mom. And I, I don't want anything to interfere with, like, our relationship here, you know? No, I get it. It just doesn't have to be so cut and dry between us, does it? We can get in a lot of trouble, Bryce. I don't regret it happened. I don't either. It's just... I don't think I can handle any more distractions. I'm your coach. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Phones off, people. Samantha, do I need to confiscate that? No, sorry. Thank you. Party scene. We're fucking killing it. This is at not Emily's house, but another one of the blonde white girls on the pool team. Pool team. Yeah, that's what yeah. This is the guy from the locker. Hey, Travis! Travis. Hot. Travis is. Oh, thank you so much. Guy, Happy birthday! He's like the yeah. oldest brother at home in I can't believe you made it. You never come to these things. Trying to have a life, right? <laughs> Not if your mom can help it. <laughs> hey, I know Emily gives you a hard time about Lucas, but I think he's really sweet. Are you two okay? Not really. Is he here? Uh, he left a little while ago. Good. I don't think I can deal with him right now. <laughs> uh, grab yourself a drink. <laughs> I got a room all scoped out. Just let me know when, sweet thing. Travis, the only way you're getting laid is if you transfer yourself into an egg. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What are you doing here? Uh, I was invited. Emily. Okay, but you're our coach. Kids are drinking. I'm not a teacher. Technically, I'm not even working for the school. I work for a swim club, so I'm not obligated to report this. Unless I want to, of course. <laughs> Kidding. Still kind of weird, though. High school party. I'm not even the oldest guy here. Come here. Mm -hmm. 
Look, I think we're allowed to have a conversation, you know, without raising suspicion. It's when you start to act guilty. That's when they start to chatter. Yeah, but Emily's already chattering. It's just a little jarring. When we do what we did, and then you just cut it off like it didn't happen. It's because it did happen. Did it look like he got his tits done? A little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks like he used to be heavy. Yeah. And then he had his cause there was a little there's a little bit of like a, a boob a breast reduction yeah, happening yeah. here. Can we say that? Or maybe he I feel to... like many people say that about women. So yeah. why can't we just say flat out maybe, think Yeah, he used to focus on his pecs, let he, them go a little bit. I think bit, Bryce yeah. got his tits done. Bryce. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Props, right? If you guys or whatever his name is, if you guys have out there have your tits done, hit us up. Wait, I do have realized though recently. Anytime you ask anyone who has their boobs done about someone else's boob job, because I recently hugged a friend and I was like, "Oh, her tits are mad hard," and I was like, "Not gonna ask her about it today." But I will consult another from with fake titties. So I was like, hey, from with fake titties. I was like, I know sometimes they're mad hard, um, but I don't know, like, if maybe that's just, like, what's up. And she was like, no, 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 no. Mm, no, trust me. She's like, I went through all this. And next thing I knew, like, literally, I was laying right here. My head was, like, on a pillow right here. Next thing I knew, tits were, like, about maybe... I don't know, one and a half feet away from my face. And my friend was wearing a surprising lingerie contraption. And I was like, dog, like, (laughs) you don't know, like, how much I literally never would. I, like, I know this. You can't ask a person about fake tits if they have fake tits without the boobs coming out. Really? You can't. Huh. I mean, in my experience, I think especially woman to woman, it just, they become, it's like in my store when I just tell people to take their pants off. I've become desensitized to people changing in my store. I think when you have fake boobs, you're so excited about them. And also they've been surgically altered by like all these people around you. Like maybe you just don't care anymore. Plus your site, you just spent 10 grand on them or yeah, whatever. that's true. But anyway, no um, update on my friend's rock hard tits from the other night. Really haven't crossed that bridge with her yet. But I'm excited if she did get them. Stay tuned. And I, yeah, I mean, well, maybe podcast reveals. Maybe guys donate that $5 Patreon level. Maybe (laughs) I'll reveal to you which one of my friends I think has fake tits. Okay, so let's sorry. Let's go back in the movie. But I feel like there's a connection here. And I know you feel that way, too. Otherwise, it wouldn't have happened. Look, I meant when I said, I don't do this kind of thing, which is why it means something to me. Samantha. Look, it was a one-time thing. And I'm a little freaked out that people are going to find out about it. Look, we agree on that. But I don't want you wiping it from your memory. Makes me feel like I'm the bad guy here, like I'm a creep. I'm sorry. You're not a creep. Not at all. Just, it's a little weird, us getting involved, right? Right. I'm good. Okay. Now go mingle. 
before inquiring minds start to wonder. Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.